Hey, you guys. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Last Hearts. I thought you sat on a whoopee cushion or something. Like, that's what it sounded like. I love it. I am your host, Kelsey Lynn, and this is my these are my girls, these are my teams. Introduce yourselves real quick, real quick, like Dawn, Stephanie, Kelly. All right, and we're about to get into it. So today's discussion is the I wish I knew that. So whatever is festering in your spirits. Whatever you've been thinking about for a long time and you really wish you had somebody to talk to about it or to like really just be like, can we break this down real quick? Or I never even thought about this. Like, that's what we popping out today. Okay. So I wish I knew that. I'm going to give the first one. I wish I knew that. (laughs) it is not just the guys who are non-christian who can be deceptors but the ones who are christian and i've been more hurt by christian guys i've dated than non-christian guys Mm -hmm. That's a good one, because I was going to ask you guys that on the last episode. <laughs> I was curious. I literally have, and it's not yeah. to say that, you know, not to put down my Christian brothers, but just me personally, in my experience, I've gone through more damage um, within the church, period, yeah. than, with, than without the church. Now, thank God it was in the church, because if this is what happened within the church, what's happening outside? You know what I'm saying? Um, that part. That <laughs> uh, part. I didn't hear you. I said nobody holds men accountable in church. Mm-hmm. You hear preachers preach it's always to women. Stay yeah. single, close your legs. So I wouldn't have to close my legs if your deacons wasn't trying to get in between them. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, That's a real thing, though. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit deeper than that. I'm going to go a little bit deeper than that. And this is a subject that only a handful of people know. And this is when I was saying I have so much to my story that I can't do it in one podcast, right? I have to just let it come out as it does. Um, All the times, and I didn't even know this because I didn't even know what the definition of what I'm about to say really was until later. Every single time that I have been sexually assaulted, it was by men in the church. Wow. I believe it. And so, I didn't even know the first time I was sexually assaulted. I didn't even know that I had been sexually assaulted. Mm. Because I didn't know what the, I knew what rape was or what we think Uh rape was. Because we always think that rape is violent when rape I didn't even know until later. It doesn't have to be violent. It just has to be, that's not what I wanted. What I wanted. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be violent. Mm-hmm. So every single time that I was sexually assaulted was by somebody in the church. And I didn't even know the first, the first three times that that happened, I didn't know that I was sexually assaulted. 
did. I've I've experienced that um, from I don't know if he was a youth pastor, the choir Your director. Your mic a little closer. Um, I don't I don't remember what his role was in church, but I remember that we liked each other, and he was older than I was because I always dated older men because I was just mature mm-hmm. like. Like, I, I, I felt like I was grown at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, like, going to his house. I remember telling him no, but I didn't say, like, in hindsight then, I didn't say no. Because if I said no, no is no. Yeah. But I think my no wasn't to him convincing enough for him to stop. And so... Um, I, we didn't go all the way, but there was a little bit of penetration. But um, I think we stopped because his roommate came home. Mm-hmm. And I left feeling like this is my fault because my mm-hmm. mom told me, you know, I think I had to lie to get out the house anyway. And so I left feeling with, like, all of these emotions, like this wouldn't have happened if I would have yeah. listened if I would have never gone. But we're mm-hmm. trained that it's yeah. our fault as mm-hmm. women. Oh, you know, cover up. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, and not saying that we shouldn't cover up because, mm-hmm. okay, maybe we should, obviously. But what about teaching him to, have to consensualize? Yeah. That if you are seeing her tense up, mm-hmm. that's a no. Mm-hmm. And why would if you want me at, that way? Exactly. Right. And if you're asking her, what do you want? And she's going, uh... Yeah. That's, that's a no. Right. Yeah. If you don't hear a yes, this is what mm-hmm. I want, and it's enthusiastic mm-hmm. and not forced or manipulated, mm-hmm. it's a no, mm-hmm. nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then because we don't have sex talks like we should in church, in church. that's mm-hmm. part of the reason I didn't know I was sexually assaulted. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there are certain things I just didn't know you could do. At that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just think something happened. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because we're not taught about sex. Mm-hmm. Because it's looked at as that taboo subject. Mm-hmm. That you don't do. That you don't do. You don't go near it. Mm-hmm. But if you keep me away from it, how am I going to know if somebody violates me in a right. certain area of my life? Mm-hmm. I don't even know I'm being And how, what do I do with these natural feelings? And then, mm-hmm. but I like the person... And I think they're a nice guy, not knowing they're taking mm-hmm. advantage of me or manipulating me. Mm-hmm. And then being okay saying no. Mm-hmm. And that if I say no, it's okay if it ruins the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's okay if if he respects it. It's still okay. Mm-hmm. But being strong enough to be like, no, no, this is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Or just feeling comfortable being like, if I say no, is he still going to force me? Mm-hmm. If I say no, if I fight back, is this going to end up worse than yeah. what it could be if I just go, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Because we're the ones that deal with that, those emotions, mm-hmm. you know, being the victims mm-hmm. of it. They don't think about that later on. Mm-hmm. And um, it was something that you were, you were saying. Um, we have to go back to having conversations about sex in church. Yeah on the opposite side of like don't do it because Mm -hmm. i like i wanted to do it like i i had this attraction to my boyfriend at the time and i was like i love him and so in my mind 
because I loved him. Like this was a part of the ultimate. This way is of this is a part, that. right? I mean, yeah. I'm like we had did everything else. We, we talked in my mind, in my young mind. We were talking on the phone. I knew him. He was my friend. I liked being around him. You know, like all of those things. Um, and so this is this is what was supposed to happen next. Mm-hmm. But nobody had told me that if I had understood then why God created sex to be in a marriage. I think it would have gave me a different outlook. You know, condoms does not protect you from soul ties. It does not protect you from about to lose your mind. It does not protect you from the time that you waste, the money that you waste, the the lies that you tell yourself that you're okay, Mm -hmm. the physical, the mental, the emotional suffering that you put yourself through. When you're with somebody, you attach yourself to them in this way, and then it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then we're sitting there like, wait. My whole world is wrecked. Like I remember, my ex boyfriend. We broke up. I I didn't I didn't want to be here anymore. I legit wanted to like check out of here because I was like, I loved him, and he didn't want me. Like you like I gave you everything. You lived with me. Like you know we did so much stuff together. I, like I cook. I gave you my body. Like mm-hmm. my mind. My soul. Like I gave all of that to you. And for you to be able to walk away. And say no, like I don't want this. And so if we have those conversations, like if if I wish I knew what was that thing? Um, I wish I knew that. I wish I knew the other side of sex. What condoms don't protect you from? Because we are quick to say there's a safe sex. There is no such thing as safe sex. You know, unless um, you're in marriage. Unless you're in marriage, a God ordained marriage. Yeah. And not just getting married because I want to be married, but literally legit a God-ordained marriage. And that's two people who are under God that are not stepping out, that are not bringing anybody else in, all of those things. Um, so working yeah, on themselves together. Working on themselves together. To, and keeping to be God, better for them, for keeping each other. God at the head, you know, mm-hmm. for all of the things that God created marriage for. And yeah. when you, like, watching healthy marriages, um, Sex is such a, it's a big thing, but it's not the biggest thing. I think, and in my mind, that was the biggest thing, but it's a ministry. But I think it was the biggest thing because it was the thing that we had to stay away from. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it was taboo. Because of the yeah. taboo. Yep. Like, let's address it. We know that people are having sex in this right. space. Right. So and what do I do, with, the, what do, I do with these feelings? Yeah. You know, you go through puberty. I'm 13. You, I'm, you're making it look like it's abnormal. Right. Mm-hmm. When it's actually a normal feeling it, that I'm having. It's a normal mm-hmm. feeling. And I think that if we have, like, um, if I could do something over with my son, is to have better conversations with him. I think I, I parented a lot from fear. Mm-hmm. I didn't want my son to repeat being a teen parent. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was a teen mom. I didn't want him to be a teen dad. So when he said, I'm about to go here, I'm about to do this, it was like, okay, who are you going with? What time are you going? Tell me, you know. And it was just like all of these things. And I was like, so now being able to reel it back, being a grandparent, thank God I'm healthy enough, I'm alive, I can help my son. Like, no, we're going to have healthy conversations with him. It's okay for you to like a girl. I'm talking about my grandson. It's okay for you to like a girl. What is it that you like about her? You know what I mean? Like, why do you, do you understand like? Do you what understand like what yeah. like is? Is yeah. it that you like her hair? Is it that you like that she, she writes? Nice. Her? Is she nice? Mm-hmm. Like, let's she gives talk you about candy every month. Exactly. Smart. Like she <laughs> she smells good. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I think 
kids like we know because I remember like liking a boy because he legit smelled good like he, mm-hmm. he wore his dad's cologne yeah. and I had my dad so I not I like cologne you mm-hmm. know and so I like those things now and so I think when you have a healthy conversation about it versus yeah. a conversation from fear like yeah. well no you can't like a boy oh no you mm-hmm. can't it's like well wait a minute hold on because those are the things that make us run away yeah. I was just about to say right yeah. and that goes why- back to the conversation from the last episode about how do you learn how to guard your heart yeah. right it's from what you're taught and what you mm-hmm. go through and trying to figure it out on your own instead of having people who are open enough and don't have their heart guarded from their experiences mm-hmm. to teach you and have open conversations about what to do with those feelings that you right. have. Because I didn't know. And that's mm-hmm. why I ran away from those topics because I asked my mom, I was like, mom, um, I want a boyfriend. And her response was, what do you need a boyfriend for? What You don't need a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You too young a boyfriend. I said, ooh, okay. Yeah. Never talking to you about this right. again. Yeah. And, if, and, when, and so when is it okay for me to have a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Is it at 30? When and why you come at me like that? You right. right. Oh, I just asked a question. <laughs> I'm asking because I need to know. Right. Yeah. And so she scared me. Right. And so the boyfriends I did have, she ain't know nothing about mm-hmm. right. until I got older. And you could have put yourself in a whole bunch of oh, situations. Exactly. Yes. And so it's it's like creating that safe space for your children and for your family being able to communicate and be like this is what boyfriends and relationships are for if you are thinking about this let's wait till you get to a certain age da 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 because right mm-hmm. now you guys are not mature enough to handle that's how you talk but she scared mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a whole bunch of boyfriends even boyfriends on TV they didn't know my name but <laughs> right. you know I had all of them okay so it's some of boyfriend Derek a little, a little white boy on bar Barney, he was my boyfriend. <laughs> I had boyfriends. <laughs> I had boyfriends. So I just think that's like the biggest part, you know, making sure that we are creating an environment for our kids and our family members or friends even to feel comfortable being vulnerable mm-hmm. with us. And having somebody to be vulnerable with. I think now we're getting to that place, you know what I mean? To have like these type of conversations Mm -hmm. because before we didn't we I mean we had like our girlfriend times but how many honest conversations have you really had with your girlfriends like yo Mm -hmm. like this is how I'm really feeling Mm -hmm. without not feeling like I'm gonna be judged or somebody is not gonna understand Mm -hmm. or well they haven't been in this situation so how are they gonna give me advice Mm -hmm. and then you go to women in the church and it's like they forget. So if we struggling, you know, with, with sexual desires or if we're struggling to say, you know what, I had the situation happen with somebody in the church and then they go, Girl, you know, we can't we can't tell Pastor about that or we, mm-hmm. we can't talk about that because you because you wasn't supposed to be over there. How old are you? And it was yeah. like I could literally rewind and hear the conversations of and how old are you? Like that was the first question. Mm-hmm. And, and how old is he? That's part of why so many people stray from the church. Mm-hmm. Because it's, that does not add up. Yeah. Right. Or you can't, or you feel like you're being judged. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. protected. Like if, like if I, and this goes into my next thought, um, but like if, if I'm asking you for help, but I feel like I can't help you because mm-hmm. you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Like why would I wrong. talk to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wish I knew that being in church didn't protect me from pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. sucks though. Yeah. And it does. 
Because yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It, like, you think that you, if you're in church, you're in a safe harbor of mm-hmm. you're protected here. And that's what it is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a haven mm-hmm. that way. But a lot of churches are not what they are supposed to be. Because, mm-hmm. well, I mean, the church is, that's where we go to heal. So that's where. It's, it's a hospital it's for a the full, sick. Yeah, it's full yeah. of people who are trying to work on themselves and trying to find God. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no way everybody in there is acting in the way that they should be. And even and if all you human. We're all struggling with something. Yeah, we're all yeah. Even a pastor that's exactly. preaching a word every Sunday. Yeah. And the even if members. you know God, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you struggle. struggle with something. You, you have to work on that relationship. Yeah, because nobody's perfect. No, yeah. that was the whole purpose of Jesus. Period. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but the thing with that is, if you can't go into a church and express that something bad has happened to you, or that you're going through something, and you don't have that, or, or you're pushed away from the church, or you've been made to feel like it's your fault, then you just kind of like go into your own shell, you don't have your friends to talk to, you don't have nobody to talk to, then what do you do? Does that stem from the church or does that just stem from like black culture in general? Because I feel like even at home when you, when um, women deal with being molested and rape and stuff, like they can't go to their parents or the family to tell them because they get the same reaction. So I wonder, Mm -hmm. is that... Black culture is that church culture? Is I it a mixture? A bit of both. I think yeah. it's all of it, and I also think it's just how the enemy has his his way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think about like why wouldn't we speak up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the thoughts and um, culture, yes. Um, but I also think it's a little bit of like the world that has influenced our culture. You know what I mean? Like we no longer. If, if the Bible is the book of life, so when life happens, how come we don't pick that up? You know what I mean? Like, like God gave me a word the other day and was like, you're malnourished because you only eat with me once a week. Like, you got to eat more than just coming to church. It was like, my people are malnourished. And I was like, yo, okay, like, give me some more. It was like, if, think about it, like, I wanted family, a mother, father, kids, so that that mother and father, they have me first. They're spending time with me. They have kids. They raise those kids up in me. You're reading that word every single day. You're studying that word every single day. You're learning and growing in the word. So when life happens, my first instinct is going to be the word. The word. Mm-hmm. We don't have that anymore. We've gotten so far away from the word. And so when things happen, we look at what's happening in the world. Well, when this happens, instead of me, like all of my sexual relationships desires and all of those things that came out of um of lust was because i was so far away from god's word like and then the and like the enemy got to me and was like you want to do that go ahead i'm gonna give it to you i'm gonna give you exactly what you want from head to toe and the and it was just like sex became my high so the more and more that i did it the more and more that i liked it and the more and more god was like this ain't what i want for you But I was, you know what I mean? It was so convoluted, and I was just like, yo. So then when I got back to my word, it was just like, eh. Can't do that anymore. Um, And so we've gotten away from it. We've gotten away from correcting our kids with the word. I I miss, like, the days where how we used to dress up to go to church. You know what I mean? Like, it was a difference. Like, I grew up, like, having my grandmother, having my grandmother, like, going to church with my grandmother, 
getting my clothes ready Saturday night, you know, getting up Sunday morning. That's smelling. a southern thing, though. But my, my, grand, my parents we, we are from, every Sunday. you know, my parents, my lineage is in, from Texas. Uh-huh. I'm just an L.A. girl, Inglewood uh-huh. girl. Yeah. I think um, L.A. is the first place I've been where I've seen people actually wear T-shirts and jeans on a Sunday service. I was yeah. like, yeah. what? And that's not, that's not how it used to be, though. It's not. That's not how it's, that's it's how it was not when LA. I came. But that's the influence from the South, too. So we used to get dressed. Get dressed up. That used to be. And that's Ritual. that's the influence of the world because then everybody said, "Well, you can come as you are." Mm-hmm. But God was not talking about your women. Can even wear <laughs> women? Can even wear pants? He was talking about you like you don't have to clean yourself up before you come in here. Well, I mean, I think you know that really stems towards more of the people. You know, maybe she was stripping last night, and then all she had was them what? strip clothes, yeah, and God was think. calling her to the Sunday service. Yeah. I come think we as just you gotta are, give sis. that to like those old school. Like sitting at the dinner table, mm-hmm. eating dinner. Like when's yeah. the last time that we ate at a dinner table? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when's like we don't even have Sunday dinners anymore. Um, those things and opening up because we know now. Like our generation, uh-oh, our generation knows now. Like what these conversations will do for us mm-hmm. as a cult, like as a culture, as a people. And then I hate saying culture because then to me it's just like, is it a black culture when it shouldn't be? It should just be about a believer and a non-believer. Um, and so when we look at it that's from still that. still a culture though. It's still a culture, but I just don't want it to represent like a black culture because that's you. so small. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I look at, because these conversations are so meaningful, okay, so now how do we have them? Mm-hmm. Who starts them? Because if everybody is sitting at home at the dinner table like this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's why we're here, right? That's right. why we're mm-hmm. on this podcast. Right. Because everybody is sitting at the dinner table doing mm-hmm. like this. Right. People are looking for answers. Yeah. And all they have right now is tech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we got to back away from it a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to. We're, we've developed it's AI to the point where, you know. We're going to be wearing the yeah. goggles. Yeah. And not looking at we're, each we're not that's backing terrible. away from it. I'm going to be on a farm. I've been watching. I've been watching all the garden Listen, shows. I cannot wait to plant some like strawberries. Yes, and me and you are just like yes. some roses. I cannot wait. Like my fear I mean, of spiders. I want to be on the farm, but I do not want to work the farm to the level that I know a farm needs to yeah. work. No, I do. Well, no. you won't be by yourself. They right. can work the stuff you don't want to work. Great. Okay. Great. No, I, I, I do. I want it. I I was watching some the other day and they were talking about compounds how a family back in the day it was you know the house and then it was like the mother-in-law the the grandparents and then the aunt and the sisters and everybody lived on this one big piece of property and every and i was like yo that's how how i know yeah i was like so me and my family we have this running joke of like we got to get our green leaf house you know yeah. to show green leaf mm-hmm. and i'm like that's legit our goal like it's have, my goal to have a house to where all, my family can yep. if they don't want to live by themselves or if they're trying to get on their feet mm-hmm. we have an estate no we're all living together regardless yeah. if but wait they not. don't if they don't want to they don't have to <laughs> no you yeah. know what i'm saying but yeah. if they do they can stay <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can get on your feet here. You can yeah. do whatever you need to. You mm-hmm. know you always got a place mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get out and have your family outside of that, mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. But you know you always got a spot yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And it will never leave the bloodline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this home stays home. with mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wanted, I want to go back to what we were talking about as far as um, what you were mentioning about um, 
being silenced. And one of the things that when I was going through this program, this lady was saying, um, it was so weird, too, because when we got to that part, she was talking about being healed from sexual things that had happened to you. And I was like, oh, I don't need that part, right? And then I think maybe a little time had passed, and the last time I was sexually assaulted, that had happened. And I was like, okay, I guess I got (coughs) to go through this program now. You got to go through that section. And so she was saying that there is a spirit of muteness that attaches itself to you when you're sexually assaulted. And so most people who are sexually assaulted don't speak up. What does muteness mean? Like quiet. quiet. You keep it to yourself. You don't tell anybody or mm-hmm. the people who know or the people who are in the room or the people who know or the people who are there or two or three, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely say that I definitely felt, especially this the last time that I was sexually assaulted, I definitely felt attacked in that area of where I was like, I'm going to just keep it to myself. I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm good. I'm but just, did you keep it to yourself because... Like, why did you keep it to yourself? Yeah. I wanted, I didn't keep it to myself, but I wanted to because I was really hurt by what happened. Um, it was embarrassing that it had happened. And I didn't want to deal with it. Hmm. I was like, you know, I just, I wanted to be what it was and be over and be done with it. And that's it. And so when I went through that program and I found that, I was like, okay, the devil's trying to steal my voice because mm-hmm. we talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. And because I did not feel in each one of those situations that I had a voice in that moment. Mm-hmm. And even furthermore, not speaking up on it, continuing to not have a voice mm-hmm. and say that this is not okay, mm-hmm. what they did was wrong how they did whatever the case was it was wrong you know and that last situation believe it or not was the whole reason that put a fire under us being here today because I wanted to be a voice for the women who felt like they didn't have one I wanted to be a voice for every woman who's gone through something or felt alone or felt like they didn't have a tribe or a team or people that they could trust and be that extended arm to you guys and be like, we're here too. We've gone through, if not the same thing, very similar situations in multiple levels of the same thing and know that you're not alone. You're not, you're, you're, you haven't gone through it just by yourself. Like God is with you and God loves you, you know? And even though you've gone through something horrible, um, cause I've gone through like, you know, my story about being raped. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would get those questions all the time. Like, well, you know, how could God allow something like that, that to happen? And so you hear it a lot. Like if God is such a loving God, then why does he allow all mm-hmm. of these bad things to happen? And I look at it like it, it could have been worse if he wasn't there. You know, um, the guy that raped me broke into our house and he broke into my little sister's room, who was six years younger than me. So I think at the time she would have been eight. Yeah. 13. So I was 15, 15, going on 16. So she was nine, eight or nine. And so, you know, not that it was, it was okay because I had already, 
you know, I wasn't a virgin. I was promiscuous. I had already had sex. already had my son. But the um, what it would have done to her being that young versus, like, it happening to me. Like, I, I froze. I allowed it to happen. But I also, in middle school, we had, um, I think, or a day or, I don't remember what it was, but I remember, like, them telling us, like, if you ever get raped, like, don't shower, um, take mental notes of things like his voice or, you know, whoever. Um, and so I did that. And when, and there were, you know, he was somebody that knew the family. So there were a lot of things that I remembered. And, um, but she was a baby. So to do that to someone, you know, when I think about that, like, thank God that night she slept with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just, you know, there's so much more to the story, but God allowed it to happen. One, he knew I could handle it. Two, I know that he was there. Three, I didn't lose my mind. Mm -hmm. I was okay. And so God does protect us in bad situations. You know, his love does cover us. And why do bad things happen? Um, And sometimes it is just so that I could be here to share my story. Mm -hmm. And, and just I, say that. And I want to touch on that part of not losing your mind because the last time that I was sexually assaulted, I had I was actually on a second date with this person. And they had placated themselves to be like this upstanding person and like this man of God and just this perfect gentleman, you know, they had already established themselves within the first time I've seen them and the second time during that earlier that day that I had seen them of who they were. So when it happened and he was asking me, he was like, well, what do you want? And I was like, I really just want to talk, but you're pressing up on me and you're touching me in the back of my mind. I'm like, Oh no, he's gonna stop. He's a good guy. Oh no, he's a gentleman. Oh no, he's a he's a Christian. He's not gonna let this go further. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh no, but what do you really want? Um, I really lady. just want to talk and get to know mm-hmm. you." But now you're trying to take my clothes off, and I'm like, "No, I kind of want to keep my pants on. I don't know, like, mm-hmm. what you know what I'm saying." And it got to the point where I was like. He's going to do whatever he wants to do, regardless of what I say. And so it, it, it just it got to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter if I say no, because you're still going to do it mm. because you not you've already decided you've already decided mm-hmm. that this is what you wanted. And I'm telling you, like, no, I kind of want to. No, mm-hmm. I just want to reach. Mm-hmm. No, I, that's not what I want to do. And your body language is just saying this is not what mm-hmm. I want. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My body language is saying that now. Obviously, people be like, and this is probably where people question themselves. Well, you know, I started to tingle down there or I started to. Your body's naturally going to react to what it naturally reacts to. That does not mean that that's something that you want. Mm -hmm. You cannot always control what stimulates you. Mm -hmm. Right. But then at the same time, just because I'm stimulated doesn't mean I'm turned on. Mm. does not mean that I want you to keep touching me, does not mean that just because I didn't say 
no, stop doing that. Me saying, hey, this is really what I want to do when you're not listening to that and you're pursuing your own desires of how you want to treat my body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be that voice. That last time that happened is what brought us here today. Because there were other things that has happened to me in my life. And I'm like, you know, I really want to talk about these things. I want to talk about these situations. I want to help people and specifically women. But this kicked it off. And I was like, yeah, we got to rise up. We got to talk about this. We got to, mm-hmm. we can't be silent. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can definitely say that that spirit of mute tried to keep me silent. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. Cause the, the two people who did know about it, they were like, well, do you want to call the police? Do you? And I was like, honestly, I was kind of confused. Like I didn't even realize that I had been assaulted until like a day or two later because when it happened and I and I was allowed to leave by that time right because it was done you know um I went into my car and cried but there's still like a part of you that wanted to protect him in some type of way yeah to a certain degree and so like yourself and and so my main question was why do I feel this way? And I had to realize that this was not a mutual agreement. It was mm-hmm. very manipulative. Mm-hmm. It was very coercive. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it got to the point where I realized that I have no control. Because if I fight him, we're already in, in a position where this could be more traumatic than I, I kind of want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going throughout my day, the next couple of days, and I find myself still crying. And I was like, something is really, really wrong. And that's when it's starting to hit me. Like, you've been raped. You've been mm. assaulted. You're like, you've been, you know, and I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, this is mm-hmm. getting real. Mm-hmm. And God sat me down and he was like, it's not the first time. And I was like, huh? What are you talking about? And so he was like, let's go back. Mm. My first boyfriend I ever had when I moved to California sexually assaulted me. I didn't know what he was doing. That's how he was able to do it. But he was, I'm used to guys who need permission or ask it's okay. I'm from the South. They're not very forceful like that, just in, you know, general. They'll be like, hey, are you, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, but we all, and then I grew up in church. So it was always like, just touchy, touchy, patty cake, maybe a dry hump or two, and we're out. You know what I'm saying? Because we all trying to <laughs> keep it to ourselves because we love day. God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we out, you know? And so to come out here and for you to have to keep telling somebody, no, I wasn't used to that. So in my head, I had never dealt with that situation before. I'm like, okay, if I let him do that, he'll stop. But he kept going to it, and I'm like, no, no, no. But he was so persistent. If I let him do it, he'll stop. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't have the wherewithal to, to know. And so God was like, yeah, let's rewind back. You were sexually assaulted then. You remember that other guy you dated once? He sexually assaulted you? I was like, oh, shoot. Because wow. nobody taught me. Mm-hmm. I knew what rape was, but nobody taught me. you think rape is... We think that that's what it is and that's not necessarily what it is. He was like, yeah, you were sexually assaulted here. You were sexually assaulted here. And then you almost had a father figure to sexually assault you. And it didn't go anywhere, but there was definitely some unwanted caressing and touching 
and groping and name calling. And that cut that relationship off, but that's still sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And I had to process that and be like, oh my God. What the heck did you just show me? Because I would have been like, no, I've never been raped. I've never, I've never yeah. had that experience. Like, what do you mean? Under the definition of what uh, we think, uh, under, under the, the condition of what, I of what we think, thought I is. knew what yeah. rape and sexual assault was, and God was like, no, let's back it up. Mm-hmm. He was like, you were sexually assaulted here, 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 and here, and I was like, ooh, and. To a certain degree, God tried to tell me because when I was talking to another young man my age about my first experience when I moved here, he was like, so you were raped? And I was like, no, it wasn't. I don't know how to explain it. God was trying to show me. He was like, it wasn't mutual. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that didn't happen. No, I wasn't raped. He was like, so it was consensual? I was like, no, it wasn't consensual. He was like, so you were, I was like, no. Right. Think about that for a minute. You know? Yeah. Did I really want that? Exactly. Or did I lay there out of like, because you can go through those emotions mm-hmm. of like, wait, what's happening? Right. Okay, I'm saying like that no, maybe the words no does not come out, but everything else is screaming no. Like mm-hmm. my hand trying to your like hand pull away. up my panties or, you or know me what I mean? Like close my legs back or yeah. move you off the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that is a no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's not like a come chase me. I want you. Yeah. It's like a, what are you doing? But that goes back to the conversation of like somebody, you know, needs to hold these young men accountable. Young men and old men. And young men and old men because they, they grow up. And I think a lot of what happens to and young women. boys and women. Because like women. Yeah, that's true. No, because that's there's some. Because I could have turned into a predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could have too. Like, mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. I mean, I was I was molested at a very young age. And I, I legit forgot about that until probably like 10 years ago. I was reading, I was writing in my journal. And I just, I literally wrote it out. And I was like, wait, what? And I remember like, yeah, this happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember like spending the night at my friend's house. She was like the popular girl. And her cousin, we slept in the living room. And I was so excited to be able to spend a night at her house because, you know, like you get to hang with the popular girl and it's just like, that's my friend. Mm -hmm. And her cousin came in with his friend and I like they woke me up and they woke me up. And I just remember like his friend standing over me, like putting his hands down my pants. And I was just like, no. And she told them, like, leave her alone. And they just like kept going, you know, kept going. And I was developed at a young age. So I had boobs like. I was probably 12, but I looked 16, you know. Um, and so to them, they didn't care that I was just, you know, a, a, a kid, like legit, like a little kid. And so I, I did not tell my mom because, one, I begged to go. And my mom trusted me enough to be like, my mom wasn't that mom that was going to call and, you know, say, is it okay? It was like she trusted me enough to say, okay, well, if you – if you want to go, go. And I was so excited. I remember throwing my clothes into, like, a grocery store bag. Like, mm-hmm. not even taking, like, my overnight, you know, bag and um, going over there. And I literally blocked it out of my mind for for 20-something years. And I was just like, oh, this happened. Mm-hmm. And then, but 
it's crazy because God would allow women to come into my life that that have been sexually abused mm-hmm. in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will always ask, like, I don't understand how this will happen. And I'm like, but you're here to tell it, yeah. you know. And there are some women who aren't here to tell. One, you spoke of. Two, you're still here in your right mind. Mm-hmm. And you have to know that it's not your fault. And it's things happen to us, not for us, but for us to be able to help and tell somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I always looked at it that way, even at a younger age. Yeah. I remember, like, carrying that, like, Okay, it could have, it could have, I didn't get pregnant, I didn't get AIDS, I didn't, you know what I mean? Thank like, God. So, like, how did you guys work through that, though? Like, because, like we're saying, this happens way more often than not. And so, to other women or young girls who are dealing with it, like, how do you work through remembering it 10, 15 years later out the blue and deciding, do you address it if you have mm-hmm. the opportunity to? How do you, when you realize, like, wait a minute, I really didn't consent to that? Like, mm-hmm. how do you... How do you deal with it? How do you heal from it? Like, what are some things that you would recommend to the other women who are going through this? Mm-hmm. I would definitely say you kind of touched a little bit on where I wanted to go earlier to answer your question. Um, you said I didn't go out of my mind. Yeah. And the last time that it happened to me, I had recently come out of a mild depression. And I say mild because the enemy will try things, right? Different areas of our lives, he'll try things. And so um, I had come out of that, and I felt like this was his opportunity to put me back into a situation that I had just been delivered from. And so I slowly found myself going back into that cycle of cry and anxiety and this and that and this and that. But... One thing I know is that everything we battle is spiritual. Whether we want to say it is or it's not. Everything. If we want to call it a chemical process or a chemical imbalance or a mental illness, it's all spiritual, right? Because when you have sex with someone, you become one with them. Mm -hmm. So whatever issues, demons, lust spirits, anxiety or depression they may have, you literally link up spirit, soul, Mm -hmm. and body with this person. Mm -hmm. And so there was definitely a transfer because I began to go into a depression very quickly. And I said, if I don't get this now, this is not going to be good because I could tell. It's like when you read the Bible, right? The guy swept the house, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he was like, he was like, okay, we about to get these demons out. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing replacing it. Mm-hmm. And replacing it meaning Christ. And if you the don't Holy feel Spirit, it, if you don't feel it, they come they back, come back with times. more. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I just got free from a mild depression. Not saying that my house was empty, but I just got free. And I knew I was like, all right, Lord, I'm going to have to hook to you real quick. Because if I don't, I'm going to be fighting something and for every a minute. every fiber of my being. Literally. And so um, I went through that program. And the program is a program where you renounce and denounce, and it's a series of prayers where anything that could have attached to you, because I didn't know these things, that when you have sex with people, the type of trauma that you deal with, um, it doesn't matter how you had sex. You could have had oral, anal, whatever the case is, spirits attached to your sexual organs. So whether it's It's vaginally, mouth, they attach to the um, memory, um, your, your memories, 
um, in your brain, different parts of your brain. And so I had to renounce different memories and thoughts that I would get, different emotions that I would get. I had to cover my sexual organs and my body, different things that I remember him touching or whatever. I had to renounce those in prayer and release myself spiritually from the things that I had been sexually attached to. And once I did that, I stopped crying. Literally, once I did that, I stopped crying because I knew where to go. Maybe 10 years ago, I didn't. Maybe five years ago, I didn't. But where I am right now with God and the relationship that I have with God and the spiritual warfare I've had to deal with today, I knew exactly where to go. So once I understood what was happening to my mind, I'm like, okay, things are replaying. Okay, I'm remembering stuff. Okay, I'm getting anxious. Okay, I'm crying all the time. I knew what I was battling. And I knew in those prayers, all right, Father God, in the name of Jesus, um, I come against that spirit of, of repetitiveness in my brain in the name of Jesus that would cause me to continue to remember this trauma. I come against any um, um, connection with my sexual organs, um, and I would call it out wherever, you know what I'm saying, and I release it, and I bind it, and I cast it into the deep abyss. And God, I feel it, Lord God, with your power. I cover it with the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. I thank you that your Holy Spirit fire is purifying me as I go. And I literally covered myself over everything that I knew that I needed to cover because I had just gone through the training to do that. Right now, we don't always know that that's mm-hmm. something that we have to do because spiritual warfare is no longer generally taught in church anymore. That. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's warfare. And so I knew what to do. And so that had me stop crying. But at the other point, I was like, I know that I have to process this because if I don't, it's going to allow me to make unconscious decisions and I'm not going to know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. So i There is um, a journal that I bought, and it's for people who've been sexually assaulted. So I started doing the work in that journal. I started asking myself questions. I started, because at the time I was like, I don't have money for a therapist. Therapist costs money, you know? And so I was like, I'm going to have to, it's going to be me and God, you know? And I was like, man, it's been me and you for real, God, but you're going to really have to therapy me because I don't have money to go to a therapist. I really feel like I have to talk to somebody, But God was literally there and he'd be like, I'm showing up for you here. Think about this. And that's how during those therapy sessions were when he showed me that I had been sexually assaulted other times and that I was able to deal with the things that I didn't realize had happened to me. And he was like, "Okay, now heal and process that. Okay, now I need you to learn your voice to be stronger. You know what I'm saying? To say no. And it's okay to say no. Because mm-hmm. as women, sometimes we don't feel like it's okay. Like, I can't say no because he's going to hurt me more. Or I can't say no because it's going to mess up the relationship. Because maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't know that, you know, he's being obnoxious, you know. And, oh, um, I, I can't say no because then if he really is being obnoxious mm-hmm. and he stops, then it's going to throw everything off. And we go through all these things in our mind. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm as a person, if you know me, you know that I'm very strong and vocal, but you don't know that I'm not that way in relationships. Right. I'm very vulnerable in relationships. I'm very submissive in relationships. So when it comes to being with a guy, I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, where uh, other places I'm like, no, nope, I don't want that. Da, 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 da. You think that's not you. I'm like, you don't really know me, you know? And so those are the things that I had to really fight and really pray over. And I, I, I gotta give glory to God because, because I knew how to fight immediately. The depression went away immediately. Yeah. Immediately. But that's now, I think, to your question of like women who don't know all of that, because that took a whole lot of work. Mm-hmm. That took work that like one, you have to be spiritually mature enough to even know uh-huh. that, yeah, uh-huh. to do it right, uh-huh. um, and then mentally mature enough to do it. Because fighting, fighting, doing any type of fight, spiritual, it's draining. It is it's tiring, exhausting. Yeah, you talk about like. The exhaustion yeah. to fight the consistency of praying. Yes. Um, and then the discipline to keep your mind focused. Yep. The discipline to that when you hear the enemy come up against you and tell you that you're not worthy or it's your fault, mm-hmm. that you can spit back, you know, who you are because of what God's word says that you are and like how God has groomed you in him. And so what happens is because so many of us aren't there as women. Um, we don't know that those are tools that we have in our toolbox. So to a young lady or an older lady, to a woman or to a man that has had something happen to them, one, forgive yourself because there's a whole load of guilt that we carry. Well, this is my fault. If I hadn't worn this, if I hadn't gone, if I hadn't lied, if I hadn't told this, if I hadn't manipulated the situation, if I had, if I had, if I had, if I had, if I had it. And there's all these things, there's a whole journey of things that we tell ourselves that it's my fault. Mm-hmm. One, it's not your fault. Yeah. Um, and then two, tell somebody, if you don't know who to tell, pray. If you don't know really who God is, I promise you, just talk to some God I'm just watching this. I'm listening. This happened to me. I need somebody to talk to and say it with a sincere heart. And he will show you. He will give you like somebody. You will be in a grocery store, the laundromat. You'll be on the bus. You will be at work. And somebody will just walk up to you and be like, say whatever it is that you need. Ask you a question that you need to get it out. It always happens like that. And so there's never a time like when you. When God will just leave you up to your own devices, like your own resources. He doesn't. And then just ask God to invite, to put you around people that sincerely know him, that will, that can guide you. One thing that happened when I was raped, um, I don't know how my mom did it, but we were. I used to go to a small church. Like my church, my childhood church was very small. I think she called the pastor and told him. And so when I, we, I, I went had the rape kit done at Torrance Memorial Hospital. And then I came home, took a shower, got dressed, and went to church. And the whole church service, the pastor prayed for me. I had, you know, so many people that came around me um, and prayed on me and loved on me. And so, and then Monday I went back to school. Now, 30-something years later, I realized that that was not a normal situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was no reason why I should have been back to school Monday. I didn't take time to process um, any of that, you know. And so that's what, that's how I know that, like, God was there. Because I, looking back at how that was handled, 
there was no part of that that was done correctly. Like, I sh- I have every right within me to have lost my mind mm-hmm. um, because I was raped in front of my son. He was a baby. And so just the thought of that, you know what I mean, alone, just, mm-hmm. just everything of how it happened. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think when, when these things happen, we, we really have to have a serious conversation with ourselves, like a, a honest conversation. And I didn't. I went back to school. I think I told my best friend. I think one other person knew at the school because she lived across the street. And so she saw the police officers when they came. And then, you know how gossip starts. You know, oh, somebody broke into the house. You know, she was raped. Um, I don't I don't remember if it spread through, the, through my high school. I don't, I, I honestly probably don't. It didn't, or I just don't remember that part. Um, but I just remember going to school and being back in school, like everything happened, but it legit was, and I didn't have like, I knew God, like I was in church, but my relationship with God wasn't like it is now, but because I'm his child, like his love for me is always the same, you know what I mean? And so he knew that I would be here today. So he protected me and gave me so much love and he gave me exactly what I needed. And so to anybody else, know that, yes, you've made it. You're a conqueror. You're more than um, anything that you think that you are. And in a negative way, you aren't that. I really want people to know that, like, what God says about us as his children is real, that he will never leave or forsake us. And that's in, like, the worst or the worst of it all. Mm -hmm. Like, what we think is, is bad is, like, I know that all the bad things that have happened to me weren't anything compared to if God wasn't there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I was able to get through it and go through life and be able to help other women and, and not have to heal from a place of like, um, because I know other rape survivors that had to go through a tremendous amount of healing. Mm -hmm. Like, and I didn't. I was like, okay, almost to where I was like, well, dang, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, not that I wanted it to be like deep, deep, deep like that. It's not but the same story. It wasn't the same. Yeah. It wasn't the same. And in, in, I look at like, I've had a lot of things, you know, traumatic happen to me. Traumatic things happen to me. Um, but God is like, that's not your story. That's a part of it. Yeah. But that's not your story. And so you can't sit here. You have to keep going. And so for those who are watching, that's not your story. Yeah. Keep going and trust God and ask him. And even if you're questioning, like, this God, this Jesus, just try him. Because he said, try me. And when you try him and lean into that with a sincere heart and let go, he, he will heal it. And he will, he will guide you. He will talk to you. He will hug you. Have you ever, like, felt God's hug? I have, I have. They are the <sighs> warmest, most. I can feel it now. Yeah, actually. I, 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 like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm so weird. I, yeah, it, like, it just feels like his presence is just surrounding you, and it's full of love yeah. and compassion and, and safety. And it's like, 
Jesus. Part of my issue of like loving tall men is like how that That's safe how you just love. like you just fall into their body, girl. Um, but don't you make me cry? No, I didn't. I didn't I, I'm crying only because I really feel God. Like, I, know. I really like I feel. Felt it too, um, yeah. I I feel His presence. Um, but it's just like like ask God for a hug. Yeah. Ask him for a hug. Like, mm-hmm. like, ask God to, like, really hug and embrace you. And ask God to show up and, like, to feel his presence. Yeah. And try that. Yeah. So to whoever, you know, um, that has experienced any type of sexual trauma, forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Seek God. Mm-hmm. And I think God really protected me. Um by not having those realizations earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would have affected me differently because yeah. I was in a different state mentally and emotionally then than I am now. So the maturity in which I was able to process it at this state that I am in now versus then, it probably would have been devastating to me that something like that could even happen to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think God was like, I think you're available spiritually and emotionally to handle what you didn't know about yourself so here it is and I was like "Ooh, okay I need to take a week but okay (laughs) give me some time yeah give me some time on that and he didn't he didn't reveal it to me all at one time Mm -hmm. he was he revealed it to me like one at a time he was like yep that one I took time on that and I was like okay that happened that's what that was and then he was like that one I was like Oh shoot! Are you telling me there's another one somewhere? Because you keep popping yeah. these out. You but know that's that. But that's exactly why. Because if he would have shown you all of that, it would have been like mm-hmm. so overwhelming. Yeah, because you know the I mean? one is overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. one is overwhelming, and so I'm for so him thankful to... that he holds back stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, even stuff that I pray for, and I'm like, I want this, and God be like, you no, can have it, just not yeah. right now. Yeah, and I'll be like, no, I want it now because. And he's like, because he's protecting us at mm-hmm. all times. Oh, that's another thing I'm, I was going to say. He's protecting us at all times. What was the, the, the question? I wish so, I knew that. I wish I knew that. I wish I knew that God's no is better than the world's yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because so much, I think, of our lives is choosing the world's yes yeah. versus, versus a God's no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, like a God's yes versus... Or your own yes. Or my own Mm -hmm. yes. Because sometimes he'll let you ride with your own yes. He'd be like, okay. And then he'd be like, never mind, I'm coming back. (laughs) Like, (laughs) forgive me, God. I thank God that, like, I don't have some of the stuff and people that I wanted so bad. Yes. Oh, my God. And, And I look at the relationships that... The ones that I really wanted. The ones that I really wanted. And like they cried. did. The ones that I you prayed. Cried. I cried. I prayed. And was like, God, but that one. He is so <laughs> his everything. He hits all of them. And you look at these My people list, today. Right? Your list. Because right? we all got a list. These <laughs> people today. And like, like, like what, what was I thinking? To me. A whole, a whole manipulator. Ooh. A whole liar. Just, Ooh. Just, he fine though, <laughs> but, <laughs> but a whole, but just a whole lot. No, I understand, but yeah. I wanted to go back to what um, you had. Uh, and he was 
previously black, but he was what? And he was tall. <laughs> That's why you need to stay with them tall men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> tall men getting you in trouble. But I wanted to go back to what you were saying and just really emphasize because I've even had heard stories and my last situation was something similar to that where, you know, really pray if you are wanting to talk to somebody about your situation, about mm-hmm. who to talk to. That's because some people, when they find out what you've been through, some people will do it to you just because it. they know that it's happened to you yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, play on your vulnerability. And play on, yeah. play on that. Yeah. That so, was the question I was going to ask is how did you go about communicating with men again or dealing with people who may make you uncomfortable, feel as if you couldn't be vulnerable with them after that? For me, I didn't. certain situations I didn't put myself in. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was like a... Like, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, have you, like, you can feel danger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you you know. It will either literally make you sick, yeah. give you a headache, or there'll be like a. It's like an anxiousness. Yeah. Or like, and so there's always those warning signals. Like, the Holy Spirit will definitely warn you. But there was none for me in that last one. Like, there wasn't, there wasn't a feeling. There were small, teeny, itsy, bitsy glimpses. And so. The, the the warning that I had was this. Um, I, you may not know. Some people don't. Y'all may not know. You can smell spirits. And I should have known because he had a scent on him that I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't smell familiar like a regular stench or like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like a good Cologne scent. Or, or yeah. It was, a, it, was, it was something that I noticed, though, and I was like, what is that? Because you can smell people's mm-hmm. demons. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel it, but I smelled it. Is that mm-hmm. a gift? Because I don't smell people's yeah, demons. I, think I don't smell all of them. I, I see them, and I feel them. I don't I see them, thank God. And yes, it, it is a gift. It's, okay. it's a discerning. So you discern by seeing, and, and I can discern by feeling and yeah. smelling. I see and feel. I don't think I want the smell, Laura. I don't look. We got enough that we I can. Work on. You, but you see though. Yeah, I see. I if I see, I only see shadows. Oh no, I see. Huh. I see. see. So what? Oh, she I, can like so you can look it. at somebody and they can have red eyes. Yeah, I see a whole demon on you, or you can see their entire demonic huh. face. I don't want that. Yeah. That's certain people have I'll, that. I would. I prefer that because you know what? That's funny that you say that because I am very sensitive to smells. You might not. You might because sometimes you just might not know. So you might be smelling stuff not realizing that you're smelling spirits. I feel like I smell spirits, but not on people. Like, there's certain smells where I know, like... In the atmosphere. I'm like, uh, it reminds me of, like, somebody from my childhood. And it only comes, like, Mm. a very specific time. So I'm like, okay, this is a warning or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to kind of alert. Or pray against it. Yeah, but I've never, like, smelled someone's spirit. I could see auras and energy around people. Mm -hmm. So you might be a seer as well. Mm -hmm. So that, that's y'all's too. gift. Me, I, I don't want to see that. But I have the gift of knowledge. Like, you could say something, and I know you have a demonic spirit. Oh, yeah. Like, you just, you, you just say something normal. I'm like, there's like, a spirit on you. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Most like, you could be far back in the way corner. And because like I don't, something. yeah, I don't get sick, but maybe I have a headache all of a sudden. I'm like, somebody is in here and they do witchcraft mm-hmm. and they do it very strongly because they mm-hmm. are not near 
but it is affecting my physical body. Mm-hmm. I literally turned around. There was a man in a Baphomet shirt with an upside mm-hmm. down, um, what is it, the the star? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, he had black nails, all black. Yeah. And I could feel him, and he said nothing. He came in quiet as a mouse. But I could feel him before I knew he was there. Mm-hmm. So that I can definitely feel in a sense. You can smell, sometimes even taste. You know, just but just as you can taste the enemy, you can taste God. Like I, um, Sindre was basically saying she kept smelling apple pie, mm-hmm. apple pie, like randomly. And she was saying that she was studying it and it was talking about just like the glory of God mm-hmm. and the angels of God. You know what I'm saying? So th- the same way you can smell the enemy, you can smell demons. But that was my warning. It good. wasn't a quiver. Mm-hmm. It was a scent. And it wasn't until after it happened that I realized that that scent was what what mm-hmm. I was picking mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. on him mm-hmm. because there was a point where he kind of switched and became slightly more mm-hmm. manipulatively aggressive shifters yeah and I was like mm-hmm. ooh what did you what are you doing mm-hmm. like what do you you know what I'm saying and then it's like anxiety that that freezes that, you it yeah. like makes you go like this and you like yeah what do I do now? And then they yeah. keep doing stuff and you're like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and know? I think it's good to also know to discern that when you like the person. Because I had to realize that like this. Or they've made a perception of Or they've made a perception. And so you you like what you think. They are, yeah. They are. Or who yeah, you think so they you are. Ignore the, so you ignore, ignore the all of those signs. Mm-hmm. And then when you get around them, you wonder why like you have all of this anxiety. Mm-hmm. There was this last situation that I was in when God made it so clear, like, yeah, that's not for you, but pray for him. And I was like, I don't want him. And I was like, that's, that's, you sure? And, and the more and more that, like, I look at it now, like, every single time I was around him, I had so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that we were ignoring that. I ignored him. So bad, yeah. I ignored it because I, I was in, like, lust. And mm. so much to the point where I was like, I love him. And I was like, Girl, You don't even know this man. You don't even know this man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I went through, you know, listen, I, I'm not going to stress it enough, me denouncing Delta, like, open my eyes to so much. Um, that just, it, it just, like, made me so sensitive, mm-hmm. more sensitive to, like, the enemy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so. And then you coming out of those covenants that uh, you didn't even know you were in covenant with these deities. Yeah, it's real. Like, you know, it, 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 it frees so you real. to see things that you can't see. When Saul Because said, you've already made yeah. a covenant with the enemy, not yeah. even knowing. Not even right. knowing, because he's such a deceiver. Mm-hmm. He's such mm-hmm. a deceiver. So you go, well, it's just scholarship, sisterhood, and I don't even remember what that one was. But then you like so pledging your life know. to demons, and you wondering why you can't get pregnant, and you're wondering why you, can't get you have an issue within your you marriage. your kids because up, you've already, it's, you know, it's said that whole, you're married to this demon. It's or, a whole thing. It's it's really legit, a whole thing, but we're is. not talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. people don't want to talk about it. But I, I feel like it's coming out more. It like, is. Like, I haven't seen more and more, but it, it, it really is. Um, but to that point, you know, when I when it happened, I swear it was like God sprayed my eyes with Windex. And I was like, okay, I can, can see. see. <laughs> but then I read, which, and I, I don't think, maybe I know I've read it, but... When Saul said the Holy Spirit came upon him and the scales fell off his eyes, mm-hmm. like I legit felt that. Mm-hmm. Like there was, like I could see, mm-hmm. like clear, like mm-hmm. see, see, like I already saw, but like I could see, like mm-hmm. 
2020 vision had nothing on like yeah. like how I can see now. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah. That, you know, that's a good there are so many things that like what is the question? Because I, 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 I think we have way. to do it again. I wish I knew I think we have that. to do okay, it. So I wish I, I think knew it should that. be like a segment on the show almost because it, I, yeah. it turns into It should yeah. be just like our it'll be like our, our yeah. thing. We just Opener. do it all the time. Yeah. All right, y'all. Mm-hmm. So I wish I knew that time. You know So there's one other thing that you cannot get your life together overnight. Because we spend so much time like okay, calling friends. Honey, honey. Are sure? you sure? Get my life together tonight. 2020 is going to be my get-together It doesn't happen that way. And when that month passed, I was like, oh, it's going to be a long year. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, it was so another cool. one. So it was that one. Oh, that God really loves me. You wish you knew that God. Really yeah, I wish I, I wish I really, like, like knew it. Yeah, like because you would never put yourself in situations. Yeah, like, and then I, so I say that, and then I go, but had I not had those situations, that wouldn't have qualified me. Yeah, for so much other yep. stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. And so to sit here and be able to have right. the testimony that you have, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my testimony is literally God's love letter. Yeah. So yeah. and and so I don't I don't fight it, but I still be like, dang, yep. like God, mm-hmm. you love me even when I did. Yep, I did. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to touch back on something that you said before, like how you can feel the anxiety when you're like with certain people, and so. There was this one guy who I with, think with friendships too, with friendships too, too and I don't yeah. think we talk about that enough. Mm-mm. But there was this one guy, and this was before you moved into the salon with us, um, who had who had came in, he had got my number, whatever, whoop de woo, and I had already been in a emotionally and mentally abusive relationship before, so I kind of knew what that felt like, and I knew how they hide, right? And so we were texting. And he had asked me a question, which I responded to, and he responded with um, answer again, like he didn't like the answer I gave him. Mm-mm. Instead of saying, "Hey, can you clarify?" Mm. or "I don't understand." <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> now. But it was it was a very subtle. Because that's how the enemy is. And people mm-hmm. don't, if you don't understand this, the enemy doesn't go, yeah. hey, I'm the devil. Right. <laughs> no, he, he goes, you. you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so it was a very subtle, um, you know, re- re- re-say that. Like, I don't like the way you did it. Redo it. Very subtle, right? And I said, mm. And Tika was like, uh, you sure you're not misreading it? I said, no, I'm not. And I know I'm not because I've been through this before. And I've been deceived before. And it's it's not, once you go through something like that and be in a narcissistic relationship like that, you can't misread it. Mm. And so we ended up finally going on a date. And I that was the first time I ever was like, hey, this is where I am. Mm. I'm going at this time because I don't know this. You know, because I have, I've been in a relationship before that was very narcissistic. And so in person, it was like, great perfect whatever I was like okay maybe I misjudged you hmm maybe I'm tripping maybe she was right but at the end of the night because I'm definitely like if I don't know if I like you yet I don't want to kiss you I don't want to slop saliva spit DNA I don't want none of that okay right no (laughs) and so 
I knew we were hugging because we were about to leave, and I I was like, he I knew he wanted to kiss me, and I was like, no, oh, you know, I'm gonna let you ponder on that. I'm gonna let you think on that, right? You know, still kind of flirty, but not like a no nigga. You know what I'm saying, type of deal. And so, regardless of my response, he pulls me and kisses me anyway. So you don't take no's well. You don't take rejection well. You're going to do whatever you want to do. You're not respecting you don't, my you don't respect yeah. my voice at all. And I was like, okay, I was right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, certainly he situations. was probably also used to, like, doing that. And then women being like, oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Regardless, it just kind of solidified to me that you, you can't, I can't trust you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you knew it though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it was the confirmation. It was the nail mm-hmm. in the coffin for me. And so we were, we were still there and talking. Cause like once you kissed me, I was like, oh, okay, well I'm already here now. I'm gonna kiss you back. Oh, well, you know, but I know I can't trust you. So this is probably be the last time you see me, mm-hmm. you know? And so he was like, oh, you want to hang out at my house? And I was like, nigga, if you can oh, say nah. no to a kiss, yeah. you definitely won't say no. When I tell you, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to give it up. So I'm not going to put myself in a situation. And this dude was tall and way bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this this, this would be a disaster for me. I'm too tiny to fight you. You know? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go home. Right. You know? And so I just think the, a lot of times we get ourselves in trouble, like we were saying earlier, when we ignore those signs. We'd be like, oh, I'm just judging him. Or, no, he's actually a really good guy. I'm tripping. If you feel it, trust me, it's probably true. Now, you can sit there and you can watch, but don't put yourself in situations Mm -hmm. to where, like, you're in a dangerous situation. Like, trust your instinct. Trust your first mind, which is the Holy Spirit. And not falling for something like Don mentioned. He used to just pulling women in because he think it's sexy or something. Mm -hmm. Don't be deceived into thinking that, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to be swept off of my feet. I'm supposed to... I mean, it's supposed to exactly. I, I like that. I don't, but, but if thing. I like you and if I'm comfortable with yeah. you, but if I don't like mm-hmm. you like that and if I haven't given you the permission mm-hmm. or giving, I haven't opened myself up to you. But here's that the way, thing you know when someone's giving you the chemistry exactly. yeah, to do that. Being you know. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a, dip, there, it's a mm-hmm. big difference. There wasn't the mm-hmm. chemistry to do that wasn't there. You're trying to tell you this is what you're supposed to Exactly, like. and that's yeah, no. why. Because that's what I'm saying. There was a difference. Like, if you pulling me, I'm like, no, kiss me. I'm like, what a bitch is lit. That's different, <laughs> right? That's different. But if that chemistry, you stupid, all done. All done. But if that chemistry is not there in the yeah. beginning and you know it's not there and you're still going to do it to me, I already yeah. know who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know... I ain't going but that, that came from you learning that you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that came from you already knowing, like being in an abusive relationship. Like your yeah, like yeah. your sirens, your bah, bah, bah was yeah. already going off. Yeah, and it was going off over you, text. But it's mm-hmm. good that you didn't ignore that. Um, for me, like being in that situation, I allowed it because taking a vow of celibacy, mm-hmm. telling guys that I was celibate, and then. It would be like, what? Like, I legit met this guy. I will never forget this story. I met this guy, right? So I pray. I'm a, this This is probably, like, one of my favorite stories to tell. So I'm praying to God. This is when I first opened my first boutique. 
um, in 2019. And I was like, God, like, I want somebody that will come and, like, help me close and be here when I close up and take out the trash and make sure I get to my car safe and just walk in and be like, okay, what you need done? You know, you need this painted. You know what I mean? Like, good stuff, right? And so the next day he sent somebody that really likes me. And I was like, God, this ain't it. But the crazy thing is, is that he came in and walked in and was like, so what you need? Where the trash at? You want me to take out the trash? And I was like, God, you are hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, God, that's not it. Like, can it be tall? Like, no, like, 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 I was like, no, I was like, but he, that, it wasn't it, like, for real. And so God, and so at the time, God was dealing with me with praying in specifics. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, he was like, be specific. And I was like, okay, well, can he have this? Do this, be this, look like this. The very next day, I promise you, I'm in the grocery store. I walk past this man. He smelled amazing. Because I love men that smell good. Like, smelling good, teeth. That's your vice. You need to know, you know that. That is. And a nice neck. <laughs> you need to know that. I know. I do know. Like, <laughs> I know so, I walked past him. He smelled good. You know how we look a man over. Like, okay, his shoes are clean. Yeah. <laughs> His shoes was clean. He was tall. The teeth is white. He had nice teeth. I was like, ooh. So I played it off. Chocolate off. He wasn't chocolate. He was like brown. Like brown golden. skin. Yeah, he wasn't, mm. he wasn't chocolate. You know, I love the chocolates. <laughs> but so I cut off the aisle and I was like, okay, you know, I could sense it. Like, okay, he was looking at me too. This is probably when I was looking like something because, you know. Um, so I cut off the aisle and I'm like looking at my peripheral and I see him coming and I'm like, so I pretended like I couldn't get something off the shelf. And he was like, um, like, I can help you with that. So I'm like, cool. So we exchanged numbers. Now, mind you, I just prayed and was like, God, like, I want this, this, this. Can he smell good? Can he look nice? Can he have clean nails, nice shoes, all this, right? So, I mean, of course, job, be God-fearing, all of those right. things. Our first conversation, very first conversation I don't know this man's last name. I don't know where he grew up. I don't know nothing about this man other than his first name. He goes, hey, my sister Cassandra. So I'm like, this is she. He was like, hey, this is. I'm not going to say his name. Just so you know, I'm not celibate, and I don't believe in beating my meat. When I I tell you, I was on the phone like, and all I could do was laugh. Like, God, (laughs) you are hilarious like he was like if you gonna be here right giving it up and i was like for real god like this is like this and i was like all right i'm done like we just gonna go back to the drawing board because (laughs) i pull out like i'm done like i i'm over it but i had had a guy tell me that and i was was like so i've had a guy tell me all i have to (laughs) offer is dick I, I've never. I, I'm I, like, well, thank you, know, you for letting I, me know because that's not thing. what I'm here for. No, I didn't. <laughs> like, so I'm hearing these stories, <laughs> but I didn't honest. know that they were real. <laughs> I'm about to cry. And he was like, no, <laughs> I didn't. He I, I did. It too. I've heard that so many times, and I did not know that it was real because I've been out of the dating scene for so long. Mm. So I was like, I just don't want to deal with it. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I'm cool. And then, you know, I, I opened up, and they that's wild. Like, they wild. <laughs> I came. Dark and handsome came in, and I was like, "Take me now!" And it's like, like, "I'll no. take you all right." Finish. Yeah, I, 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 oh I've, I've heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. 
Like, is that what's going on out here? That is what's going on yeah. out here. The last guy I dated, he was like, um, are you okay with having a lot of sex? And I Wait, was like, the last, oh, last guy that I met? No. No, you have nobody met him. He, he ain't meeting nobody. Make the, oh, he, he didn't, didn't make the nobody. <laughs> he didn't make nobody. Okay. No. The last guy I dated, he was like, yeah, um... Are are you open to like having like a lot of sex? Because you know my ex wife, she didn't like a lot of sex, and I was like, why are we talking about this? Like, but would just, you rather than be upfront in the beginning? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't mind. Okay, so here's the thing: what he wanted to do was a, establish a relationship like he had with his ex wife. So when him and his ex wife met, um, from the beginning that they met, they were always together, mm-hmm. and you know they were around each other all the time. But at the same time, if we think about this, you're not with her. So what was that connection that the two of you were missing of really getting to know one another, number one? Number one. Number two, like, you don't need to repeat the past in order to have a successful future. That's work. You know? Mm -hmm. And so he wasn't always open to, like, me saying certain stuff he was very sensitive about things and i recognized that early you know his feelings was hurt like that but you know male ego and he he uh you know he he came up to it he was like yeah male ego i was like okay so i can't talk to you Hmm. because if you're not open to receiving the criticism then how are we gonna talk about these things you know what i'm saying so i was just like i'm i'm good we we gucci you know, we just yeah, wasn't seeing eye to eye. I, I see those memes when it's like, you on a date, you got to get out the house. And I'll be like, maybe it'll just be the FedEx delivery guy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't, maybe while you're at the grocery store. Yeah, like at the grocery store. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm. I'm I'm good. Like I just yeah. I just want it to be like it was before. You like walking down the street or you like you said at the grocery store, um, one guy I dated, we sat next to each other on a plane and like talked yeah. the whole plane ride for five hours. I don't do that. Right. I talk I just I'm going to sleep. Do you, guys do, yeah. do you guys do dating apps? Oh, oh, no. so I was about to say I did and I deleted them all. I did I did, I did. it um uh, a couple of years ago. I met a guy, um, and then we met up at the beach after talking to him for, like, a month. And then he said something that was so strange to me, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So I I literally am like, God, if you don't, when you send it, then I'll know. Right. Yeah. And I was like, you're going to have to tell me it's, to get back on these dating apps because yeah, I'm not getting back I'm, on unless you tell me to. I'm, yeah. I feel like all the people. Dating in my generation is like solely dating apps, which is I don't. Sad. I don't, I'm Are not you doing serious? that. Nobody is because everywhere you go, people are on their phones. Mm-hmm. You go into a party, everybody is already with the people they're with, or they're talking to specific and then they types. Have the parties of, with the headphones. What's that about? The silent parties. So I, oh, I have. So it's not so my age. I hate that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go. No, I want to go to a party in like. Well, silent parties are generally outside. So, because of the atmosphere outside, they give you these so that you can party for a very long time without disturbing the surroundings. Because they're outside. Like sirens or. Well, the one I saw was in a club, though. No, I'm talking about 
I'm like, even when you're somewhere, like in a place. Yeah, like, they have a lounge. Like, they actually okay. have, like, these things. And I was Silent like, words. silent party. Yeah. So if they're silent, you're not talking to anybody. No, you can't talk to somebody. It's just whatever the music you listen to, everybody else can't hear it unless the headphones are in. So, yeah, there's, like, different rooms. Different channels. Different, yeah, yeah. Different yeah. Channels. you can talk to everybody. You can see. You can tell just, by the color it is. I just wanted to go back exactly. to, like, the, like. I don't think that's that popular. I don't know how often they do those. They do okay. them a lot. They, they do, do? No, they do it a lot. Do. But I don't think that's seen. like a Generation Z thing. Or yeah, something. I think, yeah so I think I'm just showing But I think age. it was just new for her. Okay. So she's like, yeah, like, yeah, since like, we talk about dating and new right. stuff, what about these silent parties? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Take these I had several off. clients that met their, their spouse on a dating app. I'm not somebody. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. and they met their like the wedding app posting. I was like dating apps. Yeah, I, I, I'm so freaked out by it. Me too. I need to like, I need to see you and like Mm -hmm. smell you and and feel your and feel Mm -hmm. and feel you like because you can tell me anything over the phone. Yeah, you know what I mean. And now with you know you can change your voice. You know, over oh the phone. God. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. It's even more scary. No, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't go that deep. That's a little. That's well, one time deep, I did it, me and my sister were both on it at the same time, and we were swiping on the same dude. So that's when I was like, this is weird. Like, it just made me think about the amount of people that we are swiping with and connecting with and planning dates with. I'm like, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Like, but what happened yeah. to, like, people introducing you to somebody? Like, yeah. I got a nice I prefer friend. A, I but prefer do you a have a nice friend? But do you no. have a nice friend? No. You don't have a nice friend to introduce me to. Everybody done turned into introverts at home. What is happening? I'm just playing. What is happening? Like, like how, how are go? people meeting? Because people are still getting married, though. They are. They are. People are still getting married. They are. And what I'm saying is younger people are getting married. Like, I feel like, because I love um, around Christmas time, like around Thanksgiving and Christmas when it's all of those proposals. Mm-hmm. Like, I would literally sit and just follow. You know how you can go on social media and just yes. follow. I will sit and just, well, I yes. love it. Like, I am, that is like one of the things that like makes me so excited oh. about the holidays. Like, before I used to be sad, like, oh, I'm single again. But now <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like I'm actually, you know, like I'm I'm good. But I I love seeing like the younger people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like confessing their love, and I love seeing just families like just love, just love, and like working Mm -hmm. it out and and listening, watching like the stories, you know, of how people are meeting, and you know some of the trials and tribulations that they've made it through. Um, I'm like, dang, okay, God, I see you. But you know, again, I I said this last podcast but what is for us is for us Mm -hmm. and we're not gonna miss out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know god knows the timing of our growth he knows what it takes to get us where we are and there is someone for us at every turn we lack nothing exactly absolutely nothing no so on that note i think this was a successful Yes, ma'am. Hello. Episode two. Episode two. Mm-hmm. So if y'all like this, please share it. Please comment below of what conversations you want to see more of. Follow us. Subscribe. We have everything from a ticket talk to my Instagram and obviously YouTube. So we'll see you guys later. Thanks for watching Glass Hearts. Bye. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Y'all later. <laughs>